Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, what's going on today? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to speak to you. I know that we're talking about Social Security today, which is right up my alley. I'm 47 years old, and I think that anybody under the age of 100 <laughs> is wondering <laughs> about Social Security and the future yeah. of Social Security. So, yeah, how's Social Security going? Yeah, that's today's show is uh, maximizing your Social Security benefit. But I've been running behind crazy all day. My assistant, who's wonderful, Kim, if you call the office, you'll talk to her. But So I'm, I'm running behind, and she texts me, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? And I called her and I said, listen, I can't make it. You have to do the show. <laughs> Dead silence, dead silence. I said, I'm just kidding. I'll be there in two minutes. <laughs> so I get here. She said, you're changing the phone, the call today. You're changing the, the title to uh, bosses who give their assistants heart attacks. So. <laughs> exactly, right? I'm, I'm exactly sure she was right. doing was her like, warm-ups. Me, 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 she, me, me, me. <laughs> she was, yes, exactly right. She was doing exactly right. But no, no, no. Maximizing your social security benefits. Very, yeah. very important topic. We're going to have a little fun today. Because again, this is kind of a dry topic. So have a little fun, laugh a little bit. But uh, social security is pretty important stuff. I yeah. mean, we paid uh, lots of dollars into that system. and maximizing it's kind of important right yeah and, and that's where i'm at is i know that over my career and anybody who's been working has been paying into social security and there's a certain age that we get to start drawing it out but there's lots of questions and i, I hear this from my friends as we're talking about it and my daughter who's only 21 she's like is this really gonna you know is this gonna affect me because one of the main questions is is it gonna be there right i mean we look at all this the trillions of dollars that the government has spent, they're going to need that back somehow. And are taxes going to be able to do that? Or are they going to dip into other things? So that's a big concern. And will the check that I get cover a large part of my monthly expenses, a very small part? And what can I do, if anything, to max my benefits, right? So those are things that we talk about, and I'm here for answers. Please. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> Tell me. I'm glad you brought that stuff up, because those are probably three of the biggest uh, questions that people have. You know, first thing is, when am I eligible for this? When can I kind of start taking this benefit? And will it even be here when I'm here? So we all know that the whole budget of Social Security is a huge part of the, the, mm -hmm. the, the governmental budget. We know that. And we know the government kind of robs Peter to pay Paul and prints money. And we know they do all that kind of stuff. So the concern and the worry that it will it be here in the future is always going to be there. So I really truly personal feelings, I, you know, I truly believe that anybody in their you know, 50, 55 plus range, it's going to be there pretty much as how it is today. However, younger people. You mentioned your daughter, 21. My son's 30. I got five kids. My son's 30. I tell them, you got to do some other planning because mm -hmm. Social Security, it, they'll have to make some adjustments in Social Security. They'll, they'll just have to. Little fun fact. You know, let me ask you some questions here. So trivia here, a little trivia. Oh, when boy. did Social Security actually start? What year? Oh, Social Security, uh, I'd say mid-50s. <laughs> 1935. 1935. It's oh, wow. yeah, a long time. And who was the president back then? Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on, FDR, Franklin oh, okay. Delano yeah. Roosevelt, exactly. And here's kind of a funny little fact. Social Security sounds kind of good, Social Security, but the original name of Social Security was the Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance Program. Huh. Now, isn't that exciting? Someday nice you'll be mouthful. able to collect. Yeah. You'll be able to collect the on the old age survivors. You made it, baby. <laughs> Disability insurance program. I guess they thought it wasn't sexy enough, so they had to change it to Social Security. I yeah, guess Social Security yeah. is more sexy. Yeah. 
But kind of fun. I tell people that they don't really realize that Social Security really is an insurance-based program. Mm. So you think through this process, it's been around for a long, long time. And ironically, the very first person to get, to get her very first Social Security check was Miss Ida Mae Fuller. And the crazy thing, if you think about this, back in 1935 when Social Security started and began, have any idea what the average life expectancy was in 1935? Oh, I'd probably say mid-60s at the most. Yeah, yeah. 63 was the average life expectancy. Yeah. So think about this for a second. Back then, the first time you could ever claim Social Security was at 65, right? Now you can get some more options, but back then you can claim it at 65. So think about this. Isn't it wonderful the government comes up with a program that you can collect benefits statistically two years after you're dead? <laughs> yeah, that's, I've heard of people trying yeah. to collect Social Security after people are dead, but I think that's illegal. <laughs> exactly right. Isn't that kind of crazy? So that's kind of how it was all started. Well, she huh. decided to be fuller. She paid like $24.75 into the system. And when she started her check, her check was like $22, like 54 cents, I think. Huh. So good return for her, right? I mean, yeah, okay, no after kidding. a check, she's almost got everything back that she's paid into. But when she started collecting, Miss Ida Mae Fuller passed away, I think, in 1975, I think, and she was at the age of 100. Wow. The way first go, person that collected. Way to go, Ida. Yeah, yeah. So if you can think about those concepts, hey, Social Security was probably flawed from the get-go. Yeah. So, so it doesn't matter what political party you're in. The problem is the Social Security that we're going to have to make some adjustments. We're going to have to make some changes. In the future, there will be not enough dollars collected to pay out all the benefits. So we're mm -hmm. going to see some adjustments. Now, maybe that's, again, on those younger people where maybe their full retirement age is 68, 69, 70. Maybe those benefits will be reduced on those younger people. But people that are close to Social Security, I believe it's going to be there because let's face it. What political party is going to end Social Security? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the political party that never gets reelected exactly. ever again. That's that, that person. So again, I believe it's going to be there. But the younger you are, the more planning you absolutely have to chase. The more mm -hmm. you have to do some other things. Yeah, so young people are absolutely going to have to do some planning. Yeah. They, they just got to do planning. I tell people, you know, Roth, Roth, Roth. To say Roth so many times to your kids and your grandkids that sometimes they're going to think their name's Roth, right? I mean, they just have to do more planning. They just can't count on Social Security. Yeah. And that's just kind of the thing. Well, you mentioned that Ida, you know, back then she was able to claim at age 65. I know there's different ages that you can claim at. And you even mentioned a moment ago, full retirement age. So when can you start claiming your benefits? And then what's the best age to claim? Because I know it's affected by when you start. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So generally speaking, the earliest you can claim is age 62, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the key we're looking for is what's called FRA, full retirement age. Well, full retirement age, depending on when you were born, is either 66 to 67. So again, depending on what year you were born, it could be 66 in two months, 66 in four months, etc. But full retirement age is 66 to 67. Well, at full retirement, you're going to get 100% of what they call your PIA, right? So mm -hmm. that right there is your total number. So when you see your Social Security statement and you see my benefit's going to be 2200 bucks or whatever it is, well, that's what they're projecting for you to get at full retirement, right? Yeah. So if you claim at 62 or anything earlier than your full retirement, you're going to have a reduction. As a matter of fact, at 62, you're going to have a, depending on when your FRA is, if you claim at 62, your benefit's going to be 25 to 30% lower mm. than your number. So, I mean, that's significant, right? I mean, if you're a $2,000 Social Security check and you claim at 62 at 30%, man, man, that's a significant reduction. And that's a permanent reduction for the rest of your life. So, could you claim yep. early? You can, but again, you're going to have a substantial reduction. And of course, so FRA is your full retirement benefit. You get 100% of your PIA, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then, of course, you can wait and not collect at full retirement. You can actually push it clear out to age 70. Now, why might somebody want to do that? Well, every year past full retirement, it's an 8% increase in your benefit every mm. year. So that's pretty substantial. I mean, where are you getting 8% guaranteed on your money every year? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere. So again, there are significant reasons to also wait. Sometimes people think, well, come retirement time, I won't live much in retirement. But the average person will live 20, 25 years in retirement. So that reduction in mm -hmm. that benefit could make a substantial impact. Yeah, just the basic math on what you said earlier. You know, if, they're, if full retirement age is 2000 and you claim it early, you could be looking at losing 600 bucks a month. 600 That's a, a month permanent. Yeah. yeah, permanent reduction the rest of your entire life. So people often ask me in my seminars, when should I claim? And I say, well, it depends. <laughs> the mm -hmm. answer is it depends, right? It depends on a lot of things. It depends. Sometimes people hit 62 and they just need the money. I mean, they can't work. Yeah. They have health issues. They just need the check. So they have to claim early. You know, and also based on what other assets you got. Are you working? Do you have any other assets you can kind of tap into? You know, how are you going to flow all that stuff out? I think it's so crucially important that people actually not just glance over these numbers and think about that, but we actually run what's called a Social Security Maximization Report. So if you contact me, get to our website at duckduckplan.com. You can actually reach out to me. We can schedule a 15-minute telephone call. I can capture some information from you, you and your spouse, and I can run you what's called a Social Security Maximization Report. And that report is kind of cool because it'll show you if you take it here, what will the benefits be? You know, mm -hmm. What's your break-even? How long do you have to live to make it work? And when you take a look at those numbers and you see a lifetime projection of those numbers, it really starts to give you some more information to be able to help you make a better decision. But it's a crazy important decision, right? I mean, you make that yeah. decision, pretty much generally speaking, you're locked in for life once you start it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, kind of important. Yeah. Some of my buddies were talking the other day, and one of my friends, he works for the state, and he thinks his Social Security is going to be reduced. Is that, he's not quite sure, but that's what he's heard, rumor around the you know water cooler kind of thing. Why would his Social Security be reduced if he works for the state? Yeah, great. I'm glad you brought that up, too. It's a great point. So there are situations where people might have a, what's called a non-covered pension. That means you worked for state or local county governments. You work somewhere where they did not take Social Security taxes out of your check. So they, that's called a non-covered pension, which means they were setting that money aside to create a pension for you. Well, if they weren't taking out Social Security out of that, setting aside that pension, which is wonderful, but then again, if you do work enough quarters outside of that system, you can actually qualify for a Social Security check also. But Got unfortunately, it. there's a reduction. And so one of them is called a WEP, Windfall Elimination Provision, which is going to reduce your benefit that you receive, again, from a federal, state, or local government pension. And then there's another concept called GPO, Government Pension Offset, which actually reduces your spouse's or you know, widower's or widower's benefit if you're receiving a pension. So again, in those situations, I highly recommend it's crucial that you get our maximization report or March maximization report somewhere because you got to see how that's affected. Now, you could have worked enough outside of the, that system to qualify for a full pension but it's, or a full Social Security, but it's, that's like 30 credible years, which it's kind of hard to get that many outside of the system if you, mm -hmm. you know, if you worked for a pension. So, absolutely correct. You know, one of the things you brought up, questions you brought up a minute ago, we're thinking about, will my check cover my expenses? Well, Here's the deal with Social Security. Sometimes people think, well, I can live comfortably on my Social Security check. Well, if you think that's all you're going to need come retirement, you better get a big lunch, baby, right? Because yeah. Social Security benefits really represent about, four, on an average, about 40% of what a retiree is going to need in, in, to, to live in retirement. Mm. So that other 60% has got to come from somewhere, right? So yeah. hopefully you've saved up some money, 401ks, IRAs, you know, TSPs, retirement accounts, savings. Maybe even working part-time or whatever to help make up the difference. I mean, because living on Social Security alone 
a lot of times it just doesn't work. I mean, yeah. people, <laughs> I always tell people Social Security was designed to help you retire. It wasn't designed to pay for everything. So understanding that, pretty crucial, pretty crucial. Yeah. So the report you mentioned, who needs to get that report? I mean, it sounds like state workers or government workers specifically really need that. Yeah, I think every person that's coming, getting close to Social Security and even thinking about it should get a maximization report. Now, again, some companies might charge you eight, nine, a thousand bucks for that report. You know, we do that at no cost. We do it complimentary because mm. our whole focus is if we help you understand this, we help educate you on some of these areas in the future. If you like what we do for you, you need other services, then guess what? You're going to come to us. Yeah. So we want to really, truly educate people and give people that report. But I think everybody needs that report just to see the big numbers and see how is this going to you know, most people, one of their biggest worries is, hey, am I going to have enough money to last my entire life, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's one of the biggest concerns why people don't retire, right? They don't, those numbers are going to work. So planning that income, it's just absolutely crucial. You, you just got to figure that out. Yeah. Well, and I'll ask you at the end of this podcast for your contact information so people can get that because that'll be extremely helpful, obviously. But you said something a moment ago that kind of sparked another question in me. You said that you've got to figure out what part of your monthly income Social Security is going to cover. You said, I think 40% is kind of the average of what it's covering for somebody in retirement. And you also said that people have to decide, you know, do they have these other funds to draw from, or maybe they'll have to work part-time to get that. But from my understanding, if you work, you can lose Social Security. How does that work? I mean, it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is in some case. So here's the deal on Social Security. If you claim early at 60, up to 62, where you claim early, there is what's called an earnings test, meaning you can make some wages, but you can't exceed the earnings wages. And it's like 18,000, uh, I think it's 18,960 a year. Oh, so about 1,500 bucks a month you can make in wages and not have a reduction to your Social Security. But here's the deal. For every $2 over that amount, you're going to lose a dollar in Social Security. So they'll withhold a dollar. Wow. So you make 36,000 a year. Now it is, some people call it a penalty statistically, it's not called a penalty. It's called a withholding, meaning mm -hmm. after you hit full retirement, they will recalculate it and add it back in to see if it adjusts your benefit. And it may adjust your benefit, it may not. But it's not like when you hit the full retirement, they hand you a check back for all that money. No, it's a recalculation. Mm -hmm. So again, you have to kind of watch that. So one of the, re remember I said, when should you take your Social Security? It depends. It depends, right? Yeah. Because if you are working, you take it early, we're going to have a reduction. Now, the last year that you actually hit full retirement, the number's higher, so you can make more that very last year. But the amount over that, again, every $3 you make, they're going to withhold a dollar. Okay, so again, if you plan on taking it early and working, you really need that Social Security Maximization Report to kind of figure all these numbers out. And again, you go to my website, duckduckplan.com. You can schedule a 15-minute call with me. There's a lot of wonderful information on there. And I can get you, I can answer a few questions, get the information I need mm -hmm. to actually run that report for you. But the beautiful thing is once you hit full retirement, once you hit that FRA, and again, whether it's you know 66 to 67, depending on when you were born, once you hit that, you can make as much money as you want. There is no earnings limits. So you can make $63,000 the first month after full retirement, no withholding. So got yeah, you, gotta, you definitely got to be aware of that. Yeah, sure. All right. So what about taxes? Are the benefits, Social Security benefits, are they taxed? Another great question. You know, back when FDR first was involved in creating this, he said, oh, your Social Security benefits will never be taxed. Well, when we, I, think we, I think we've heard that a couple times, right? Yeah. I think we've heard that a couple times. And I, I highly promote to all potential retirees, future retirees, even younger people, you got to learn about taxes. My goodness mm -hmm. gracious, you got to learn about taxes. You got to try to reduce your taxes as much as you possibly can. Pay your taxes, but don't spend one nickel more. 
So yeah, your social security benefits can be taxable. So it's all based on what's called your provisional income. So your provisional income is pretty much all your sources of income. What they do is they take half of your social security benefit income, wages if employed, distributions from 401ks, IRAs, those type of things, you know, pension checks, that kind of interest income, dividend income, including interest on tax-free municipal bonds, capital gains, pension payments, so taxable portions of inheritances. So they'll take all that and create what's called your provisional income. And if you're above the limit on the provisional income, your Social Security benefits can be taxed. I'll give you a quick little example here. If you're a single person, you know, single person filing single, obviously, if you make like twenty five to thirty four thousand a year in total provisional income, up to fifty percent of your social security benefits can be taxed. Jeez. Make over thirty four thousand, up to eighty five percent of your benefits can be taxed. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so social security can be taxed, and you got to kind of figure all those numbers out. Again, that's why you got to meet with somebody. You got to get with somebody who can kind of help you through some of this stuff. Get somebody you know and trust to learn this stuff. Because again, you want to pay your taxes, but you know, not one nickel more. Yeah. I've heard that spouses can actually claim on each other's benefits in one direction or another, like my wife could claim on my benefit. How does that work? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. So there, there's people out there that throughout their whole life, maybe they raised kids, they didn't really work much. Maybe they didn't qualify for social security benefits at all. They didn't have enough quarters to qualify for mm-hmm. benefits. Well, mm-hmm. if they have a spouse that has qualified and you need 40 quarters, everybody's probably heard this, you need 40 quarters to qualify for social security, you know, qualifying quarters, which in essence is 10 years of work. So if you haven't qualified as a spouse, you could qualify on the spouse's benefit. So the deal is when you go to claim Social Security benefits, you can either claim your benefit, and let's say my benefit's $1,000, right? Mm-hmm. But my spouse's Social Security benefit, my wife, her benefit is 3000 So she's got a $3,000 benefit. My personal benefit off my earnings are 1000 mm-hmm. Well, I get to either take mine or I can take a benefit of half of hers. So in my example, huh. I just told you, her benefit's 3000 my personal benefit's 1000 I can claim on the spousal benefit, and I can get a $1,500 Social Security check. So that, well, that, that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. And the beautiful thing is that won't affect the spouse at all. So that won't affect, again, in that example, that would not affect my wife's 3000 She would still continue to get that 3000 mm-hmm. It's interesting you to bring up spouses. And again, I, I preach constantly survivor income. Yeah. It is so important to have a plan of action for survivor income. I mean, guy, unfortunately, today's society, fortunately or unfortunately, right, depending on how you look at it, guys yeah. go first, right? <laughs> and so the wife's left there, and the key is figuring out survivor income. I'll give you an example. We talked about taxes a second ago, right? So over, if you're single, over 35 or over 34000 again, up to 85% of that benefit's taxable. Well, of course, as a married, filing jointly, the numbers are a little higher, right? So you know, if you make thirty two to 44000 as a married couple, up to 50% of your Social Security benefits are taxable. So just remember that. I'm making 40000 married. Up to 50% of that can be taxable. Mm-hmm. Well, now one of us passed away. Okay. And so, in realistically, we determined we need 40, right? So we've taken money out of our pensions. And so we just need 40 to live on. So one of us, me or my wife, passes away. What's the chances that we still need 40000 coming in to take care of our expenses? Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really close to it. Yeah, it's going to be close to it. Some of these people think, well, one of us passes away, man, our expenses will be dramatically reduced. No. No, they won't. Yeah. Yeah, the electric company didn't call and say, hey, listen, Eric, we heard your spouse pass away. We're cutting your light bill. They're really no, kind. it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real estate department doesn't call you and say, hey, listen, we're sorry we heard that. You know, we're yeah. going to cut your property taxes down. It'd be beautiful if they did, but it doesn't uh-huh. happen. Yeah. So that same example, I pass away, my wife still needs about 40. 50% of that is the Social Security benefits taxable. Well, now she's a single filer. 
So remember that number was 34 max on single. So now up to 85% of that benefit's mm. now taxable. So again, another moral to this story, one of you pass away, again, you got to be talking to somebody. You got to learn about taxes and be able to readjust that to help keep those numbers in line. You know, pay okay. what you need, but not pay more. So survivor income, man, it's so crucial. Yeah, so this, crucial. this is starting to be the gloomy side of this podcast, it sounds like to me, because now if I'm not, let's walk through this. If I die, right, or when I die, let's just say when, because, you know, that's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> and, happen. And let's say I go first, which is most likely going to happen, whether natural or she just gets tired of me. <laughs> I'm going to go. That means my check is no longer available, right? So not only does her household income get reduced by whatever my check was, but now she's in a higher tax bracket because of her income being single. So that's like a double whammy. Double whammy. So potentially, yeah, exactly right. And again, I'm not a tax advisor. We got to look at we got to look at all your numbers and look at those numbers. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, and since survivor income. So remember my example. My wife's got a three thousand dollars social security benefit. Yeah. Mine's a thousand, right? But then I'm getting the spousal benefit of fifteen. So I got three thousand coming in for her, fifteen hundred for me. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's the other thing when it comes to survivor social security check, right? So one of us passes away. Let's say I pass away. So she's losing the household. Our household's losing my fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. She gets no more. She just gets her three thousand. Yep. See, so that's a significant drop. Now, vice versa, she passes away. I'm getting fifteen hundred on mine. She passes away with that three thousand. Well, guess what? I'll keep my fifteen hundred, but then I get what's called a top up. So in essence, it takes me to that three thousand she had. So again, bottom line is I kept the larger of the two. You'll keep okay. the larger of the two social security. But then you also got to figure out you maybe have a pension check that gets reduced or eliminated. Maybe you had a part one of one of us worked a part time job that gets eliminated. Mm. So we'll see when people pass away, you know, you'll, people will experience anywhere from a 33 to a 55, 60% reduction in household income coming in the door, and your expenses aren't reduced that much. I mean, mm -hmm. they're typically not. So, yes, yeah, survivor income planning is absolutely crucial, and I think people kind of glaze over it sometimes and think, eh, well, we'll be okay. Yeah. Really? Well, <laughs> let's, we need to double check that. Let's figure that out. Let's project this out. So it's kind of important. Again, go to my website, duckduckplan.com, and I got a lot of wonderful information on there to help you figure this stuff out. How to project in, you know, I do another report that actually will help project your income, your income coming in, your assets, your expenses, and well, I'll, I protect the Clarity H100. It's a wonderful mm. report because now it gives you a plan of action of the, some of the stuff that you should do and, and chase after. So yeah. important. So wow. support and survivor income. So I've got uh, one more question for divorce, right? I mean, that's, I think it's what, 50% of marriages end in divorces, which is just a staggering statistic and it's horrible. But Unfortunately, very it, high, yeah. It happens, right? But so I've actually obviously experienced that in my own family. I've got an aunt and uncle that divorced quite a few years ago, but my aunt actually is claiming on my uncle's social security benefit and they're divorced. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. So you can obviously claim on your benefit, but there's also rules and regulations that you can actually claim on a divorcee, right? So again, there's some rules and regulations. You have to have been married for so long, and obviously your aunt can't get remarried, right? Mm. And she can't get remarried because if she gets remarried, if she's claiming on a divorced benefit, right, and she gets remarried, well, guess what? They're going to be looking at the new spouse, the new spouse, and how that's going to react. Gotcha. So, but yeah, you, you can claim on potentially claim on divorce. And here's the crazy thing too. Again, remember, it does not affect that person, and they don't have to agree to it. They don't have to be notified or nothing. That's the key. Mm. So sometimes people think, well, I can't because that person would never let me. Well, they're not going to have a choice. Matter of fact, if you want to have a little fun, you ladies out there, if you want to have a little fun, <laughs> and only if your ex was a mean person, right? You want to have a little fun, you know, give them a call and say, hey, listen, I'm claiming on your social security benefit. Have a good day and hang up real quick. 
they'll be like, what are you doing? What is she doing? What's she, what's uh, she doing? Yeah. Now again, I'm just kidding. That's not a very Christian-like thing to do. Don't do that. Oh, but Unless they're a total uh, jerk, but <laughs> a little, little fun. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing they could do about that, too. So, yeah, you, there's, you go, obviously claim on a divorcee, you know, following the rules and regulations. Huh. So, again, another reason to have that social security maximization report, just again, to be sure we're trying to, to figure these numbers out the best we possibly can. So, kind of important stuff. Absolutely. All right. Well, our time is low on this podcast, and it sounds like there's just a ton of moving parts to this. So if somebody's getting close and they have to make these decisions soon, your last points for today's podcast about what people need to be thinking about. Well, okay. This is one thing. I mean, so many people are living so much longer today, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's wonderful, right? We're living longer. Life expectancies are up. Medical technologies fixing problems. People are eating better. All that wonderful stuff is occurring. So again, when we go into retirement, it's kind of a serious issue. It's a whole new phase of our life. And again, people will live 20, 25 years or more in retirement. So planning this stuff out is absolutely crucial. It's not something that should be taken lightly, right? I mean, I know we joked and kid, but all kidding aside, very important topic. So, you know, one of the things I always start out with people is you need to figure out what your budget is, what your current income needs are, right? I mean, a lot of times people in life, you know, they make money, spend money. They make money, spend money. They make money, spend money. Some people map it all out. I mean, they know what they're spending on stuff. They have a good budget. They follow their budget. They know what they're doing. I highly recommend that you actually get one of my budget worksheets, and I'll be happy to send it over to you, and step through and figure out what you're spending money on now. And you could be like 55. Start doing it now, right? Because you got to figure out what your income needs are now, right? And that budget worksheet will help you. And really, it'll, it'll open up your eyes. I had one client that filled out the budget worksheet, and they said, oh my goodness gracious, I didn't realize I was spending 700 bucks a month eating out. Wow. And I'm yeah. not eating out lobster and steak. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. at the, I'm not eating at the great places. So it just kind of brings you aware of that. But the biggest point is if we know what your income needs are now, it'll help us project what your income needs are going to be in retirement. Mm-hmm. And again, another misconception. People think, well, I'll retire and my, man, my expenses are going to drop way down. No, they mm-hmm. won't. Yeah. I mean, you'll typically need 80 Not to 100% so of what you're making now in retirement, right? Because guess what? When you retire, you're probably going to want to leave the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, you're going to want to do some things. So again, we got to figure that out. So if we know what our current income needs are now, that'll help us project what the retirement income needs are going to be. And then the next key is how to fill the gap. Because mm-hmm. in many cases, there's some gap there, right? So, you know, we might need five, six, seven hundred bucks a month more. You know, I hear a lot of planners out there sometimes that say, you know, listen, well, you know, to retire, you got to have a million dollars. You got to have 682,000. You know, they all have their special numbers, right? I don't really think it's all about a big pile of money. It's really about what are those guaranteed checks coming in the door mm-hmm. and what are your expenses? And if your guaranteed checks are coming close to covering all your expenses, and then we need to use a little bit of your other savings to help bridge that gap effectively, and that's the keyword effectively, mm-hmm. then you can live very comfortable on retirement without a huge monster pile of money. Now, again, money on the side, <laughs> extra money is surely helpful. But again, figuring out how to bridge those two gaps with other guaranteed income sources. Again, it just truly takes some planning. I mean, again, we're going to live a long time typically in retirement. I mean, my goodness gracious, yeah. you know, the people that are over the age of 100, I think the last report I see, there was like over 54,000 people that are over the age of 100. Wow. Lots of, so people are living longer. That's and a here's lot of another, wrinkles. Here, yeah, it's a lot of wrinkles. <laughs> and here's the deal, <laughs> 82%, almost 83% of those are women. Wow, yeah. So what does that tell you? Women will outlive men by five plus years. Yep. So again, survivor income planning is absolutely crucial. I do some different women's workshops because again, I think it's important that women step up to the plate and be an active part of the planning process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes in a household, the guy does it all or the girl does it all, right? And then a problem when one passes away, they got a mess. 
you know, so I'm not saying one person can't do more than the other, but both of them should be an active part because it's their retirement. It's their future, right? Mm -hmm. It's their golden years. Yep. So last little tidbits from Scott, right? And so we've got riveting podcast. Hopefully we're keeping you awake today, right? On social security maximization. Well, again, there's so many moving parts, a lot of planning that's involved. So tell people where to go to make some time with you so they can ask the questions that they have. Yeah, you really got to visit my website. Again, duckduckplan.com, getting your ducks in a row. A lot of great pieces of information on there. And again, schedule a call with me. Right on my website, you can click on my calendar, schedule a schedule a 15, 20-minute phone call with me, ask the questions you need to ask. I'll be happy to run you that Social Security Maximization Report because, again, you really need to look at the yeah. numbers. You got to yep. look at the numbers to, to make a good decision. Don't just take it and go. There's people out there that have taken it early and didn't really realize 30% reduction. Yeah. And again, you take it early, you're going to have some type of a reduction for the rest of your entire life. So duckduckplan.com, schedule a 15-minute call with me. I'd love to get you some more information and get you learning more about these areas that are just so darn important Yeah, and riveting. 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 Scott, thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. I always learn a ton. So thank you for answering all my questions. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you the listening audience, we wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device, which makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And doggone it, this is a great one to share because I think everybody has questions about their social security benefits. We know we've been paying into it for a long time. We need to maximize what we're going to get out of it. So Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.